Hi, it's Alastair from Parcast Network. I'm hosting this fantastic new Spotify original called Once Upon a Time. To commemorate the 120th anniversary of Walt Disney's birth, Parcast is lifting the curtain and comparing the versions of some of your favorite Disney stories with their earliest tellings. And I have to warn you, some of these don't have the happily ever after you're expecting. Here's an exclusive clip from our first episode. If you like it and want to hear more, be sure to follow Once Upon a Time free and only on Spotify. Hi there, and welcome to Once Upon a Time, a special series celebrating the 120th birthday of one of pop culture's most influential figures, Walt Disney. Over the next several weeks, we'll be diving into the history of the animated Disney films you know and love, and more specifically, the classic stories that inspired them. So we can truly appreciate where the genius of Disney animation came from, I want to take a moment to look at Walt's early life, his first successes, and those initial crushing setbacks that led to his greatest triumphs. Now. We all know that every great story has a beginning. That's just common sense. Though sometimes it's tricky to work out exactly where and when that first step should be. When people tell the story of Walt Disney, they often point to Walt's own quote. It was all started by a mouse. But I'm not so sure that's where our tale begins. Don't get me wrong, it's a great soundbite and I'm not trying to diss the mouse. It's just that, well, I think that if we truly go back to the beginning, we'll find that it all started with a horse. Specifically, a sketch of a man on a horse. You see, when Walt was still a young boy, a local physician paid him a nickel to draw him perched atop a horse. It was a thrilling moment for Walt, who loved to draw and got no support from his family in that regard. Ever since he could remember, Walt had wanted to be somebody, and pretty early on, he decided that that somebody was an artist. It was likely this first paid assignment that truly solidified that lofty dream. Once he was out on his own, away from his domineering father, Walt got a job as an artist, which paid him enough to buy himself fashionable clothes, meals out on the town, and, most importantly, trips to the local cinema. At that time, an outing at the movies isn't quite like what you and I are used to. They were usually several smaller features being shown before a longer main event, and some of those pre-show treats were animated shorts. Well, as Walt had a way with a pen, he figured he could do what those animators were doing. So he picked up books on human movement and storytelling, teaching himself this relatively new art form from scratch. Then he borrowed a film camera from his boss and at nights and on weekends made his first animated short films, which he sold to a theater chain in Kansas. It was Walt's first taste of success, and he wanted more. So around age 20, he started his own animation company, Laughogram Films Inc., 
and assembled a small team of artists. It wasn't long before he signed a contract to produce six animated shorts based on popular fairy tales. Things were looking up. But the distributor never paid for the completed shorts. All that work and it had been stolen. But Walt Disney wasn't a quitter. Even as his creditors circled the struggling company, Walt was doing everything he could to keep his dreams alive. He sent word to various distributors, telling them about his revolutionary idea to combine live-action film with animation. He called the proposed series Alice in Cartoonland, and it intrigued enough investors that he scraped together the money to complete the experiment. Walt worked tirelessly on his first Alice short. He slept at his office, bathed at the local train station, and ate little else besides canned beans. But though he got the thing done, it wasn't enough to save his company. Laughogram Films folded. Looking for a fresh start, Walt headed for Los Angeles. He was starting to doubt that animation was going to be his life's work until he met Margaret Winkler, the only woman in the business at the time. She tracked Walt down because she wanted him to make more of his Alice cartoons, and she was willing to pay him a starting price of $1,500 for each episode he delivered. It was the unexpected jumpstart Walt's dreams needed just then. So, with his brother's help, he launched the Disney Brothers Cartoon Studio and hired an old friend, Ub Iwerks, to join the team. And for a while, the company was going great. Their staff grew to 12, and by the beginning of 1926, the team were churning out a new Alice short every 16 days. But it wasn't sustainable. Walt knew the Alice series wouldn't be a moneymaker forever, so he spent long hours in LA theaters, keeping an eye on the work of his competitors. At the time, one of the most popular characters in animation was Felix the Cat. He was a recognizable figure audiences loved, and Walt wanted in on that action. So he and Ub sat down to come up with a character of their own. Thus was born Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, as drawn by Ub and given life and personality by Walt. Universal Pictures immediately pounced on Oswald and contracted Disney Brothers to make 26 episodes. But the newfound success was short-lived. Executives eventually poached most of Walt's animators and, thanks to the terms of their contract, effectively stole Oswald out from under him. Once again, Walt was sent staggering backwards. His team was depleted, his finances were shaky, and his original creation was gone. In storytelling terms, we'd call this Walt's dark night of the soul, his lowest point. But remember when I told you he wasn't a quitter? After he'd lost just about everything, Walt got together for daily brainstorming sessions with Roy and Ub. They needed a new idea, and they needed it now. They scoured magazines, sketched ideas on scrap paper, 
and eventually hit upon a fairly simple-looking figure. If you gave him long ears, he was a rabbit. Short ears made him a cat. But round off the ears and elongate the snout, well, hey, he was a mouse. Pleased with the little guy, Walt wanted to call their creation Mortimer. But his wife Lillian hated the name and suggested something different. What about Mickey, she said. Thanks for listening. Follow Once Upon a Time to finish this episode and hear more. New episodes release on Monday, free and only on Spotify. Spotify.